0: The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org.
1: Welcome to the Rod and Staff Podcast. I am your host, Roger, along with my co-host, Jason, and we are back for another episode on uh, another new topic that we haven't discussed before. But before we get into that, I have a couple questions on uh, since the last time we met and recorded. Uh, First one is, what did you like over this past week or since we last recorded?
0: What did I like? I ain't got any uh, really deep spiritual <laughs> like this time not that i had one last time <laughs> i don't think but uh i, I like uh, my my wife got me to listen to uh the 2020 podcast Ooh. so like the show 2020 mm-hmm. they, they have the podcast version of it and it's been really good really interesting and uh, uh of course they're like true crime things yeah, and you know pretty fascinating listening to those um uh, Done through, gone through a couple of episodes, and and they're they're in detail. It's good, it's good. It keeps my attention pretty well. Um, how about you? What do you like this week?
1: Uh, this week, trying to think what you know. As we think about this question, what did I like this week? Um, I liked hearing uh, stories of impact at CHF. Around the world that we're making, I think mostly in Ukraine and in the response that the churches are Mm -hmm. responding to those refugees um, and the amount of support um, that people are giving Mm. and, and the heart they have, so...
0: Nice. Any, any quick summary of that that you want to share?
1: There's just a lot of refugees going to the borders of Poland, going to the borders of Romania. And we have partners there, so we're able to send funds over there. And we've also been able to get product over there, nice. amazingly. And they're just reaching out, loving the people who are coming and loving those um, who, you know, different languages and cultures, even though they're so close to each other. And it's just been uh, great to hear, because what we see is that even in the darkness, that light is shining, and the gospel is shining, in in such a hard situation that breaks your heart. Yeah. Um, God Amen. Is working, so.
0: Amen, and and yes, yours was a pretty solidly spiritual like this week thanks
1: well well well, you can make your spiritual uh for what you do dislike this week i I really can't
0: (laughs) i should i should be like you know i dislike sin which yeah (laughs) i do but but what i was thinking about in terms of my dislike is that there are nba playoffs going on and there's no lakers so i i dislike that Mm. it kind of it's kind of boring for me i i don't i don't want to cheer for anyone but anyway yeah Yeah. i don't know what do you dislike this week
1: I think I'm, uh, (laughs) when I think of all the remnants of the, of, you know, the pandemic and where we're at now and finally getting back to whatever you call normal is, but, um, just how crazy people are driving these days. Wow. I I think somebody summarized it best that it's like the wild, wild West and it's lawlessness, but you know, I leave work pretty early in the morning and people are out of their mind in how they're weaving in and out of lanes in traffic and it it's really reckless like i mean it's bad in la we know la is just you know how we drive out here but it's beyond it's like the next level that people have been pent up in their houses so long and they're just getting it out and driving i I don't know
0: that's interesting have you like looked at them as they're driving by do they maybe have their mask no longer on their face but on their eyes now or something (laughs) is there yeah i don't know because because i'm still seeing so many masks I i don't know uh, maybe maybe that's where they're where they're using them or how they're using them.
1: <laughs> well, let's get into our <laughs> topic for today. Good idea. We're going to uh, uh, look at uh, the idea of vocation, and this is coming out a, of a listener question we had. Um, and I'll read the question. We received, and then we're going to talk about vocation, look a little bit historically, try to simplify things. We're not going to do a ton of history and, and quoting. We want to just kind of simplify the thought, and but really want to connect it to today. So let me read the question uh, that we received on this, and then we can uh, discuss it. So the question is this. I think scripture is clear that you don't need to be a pastor or missionary to be glorifying to God. But is one more glorifying or more honorable than the other? How should we view the relationship between different vocations? Should we feel comfortable saying that God is just as glorified with an accountant who lives in comfort and comes home to a generally comfortable life, as compared to a missionary who has moved to a dangerous country and lives in discomfort attempting to bring people to Christ? Is God glorified the same in both men? as long as they are Christians. And these are extreme examples, but highlights the points I'm asking about. Hmm. So I think it's a good question, and I like uh, some of the thoughts uh, behind it in trying to get at understanding uh, the different vocations, or you can think of callings when you think of the word vocations uh, that we have in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we think historically about Vocation. I think we go back to the time of the Reformation. Luther is quoted a lot uh, with vocation. Calvin brought out some thoughts of vocation. Um, I think in a simple understanding of uh, during the time of the Reformation is what was the high calling of the Roman Catholic Church? Well, you know what? What were what did they see as a, a, a very noble calling? The priesthood. Yeah, clergy. The, the clergy. Or, the,
0: monks monasteries
1: yeah so it was it was it was leaving society in a way going into the monasteries for prayer there was sacrifice involved they took vows of poverty um they didn't get married many of them so there was that sacrifice of 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 that desire they may have had for marriage um, and went and spent their life in prayer and spiritual work if you want to call call it like that uh there is some question of what was the purpose or what was the thought life one uh, author uh had written an article and he made the point that um the monastic life gave them opportunities uh, for good works uh, to help them find assurance of their salvation uh, because mm. good works are really important for the catholic understanding of salvation and how uh Uh, You know, important it is in in their understanding Um, and then you have Luther who comes on the scene and starts to ruffle everybody's feathers right Um, and he starts to bring out something more trying to you know I think of it simplistically like this as he took what was spiritual and tried to make it more ordinary Mm. in a sense it wasn't just the priest who had an important work to do it was everybody you know all people had important works they could do um, there was that quote um, that God doesn't need our good works, but our neighbor does, mm. um, which came out from uh, Luther. But w- what what thoughts do you have? have you, you thought you know a little bit about this and kind of how it's you know during that period, and then really looking at today and how we use it because we want to answer this question with thinking about today, not not necessarily bringing out everything historical, yeah. but. How does it connect today?
0: It's interesting. I mean, it's such an important question for most people in the church, right? Because Mm -hmm. most people are not going to be pastors. Most people are not going to be missionaries. um, Most people are not going to be full-time in what we would call vocational ministry.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But does that mean that somehow those who are, as the question is asking, are more glorifying to God? those who are, 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 is there like some sort of hierarchy of, you know, Christians mm-hmm. that, uh, and I think the answer to that we know is no, certainly not. But how do we parse that? How do we explain yeah. uh, biblically? How do we look at it? And I think one of the things that we might want to do, and this is, again, just kind of thinking through this, is we might want to think about, well, what what's vocation or work look like in Scripture anywhere that we find it? And starting at the very beginning Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i mean it seems like adam was created and he had a job to do Uh, every human is to image god and specifically adam and eve were tasked with imaging god in the garden tending to the rest of creation Mm -hmm. Um, doesn't again i know that some people consider him the priest of eden in a sense (laughs) So I, I, I think there's truth to that. There's some interesting claims there. But but his job was tending to the, the creation, the garden, uh, the, the animals, caring for them. It wasn't necessarily priestly in the way we think of priestly yeah. work. Um, I don't know. That was the first thought that came to my mind.
1: Yeah, that's good. And I think, you know, stepping back a minute, because we're thinking about vocation and its impact both in, in, in how you know glorifies God and, and it's good for others. The question is at, at its base level of asking, how do we glorify God? Mm-hmm. I think if we think about scripture and how it talks about how we're to glorify God, one of the common passages we look at, First 1 Corinthians 10.31, mm-hmm. so whether you eat or drink— or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So in the ordinary things that you wouldn't think are spiritual, like eating or drinking, we can do it to the glory of God. In a sense, we can do anything to the glory of God. Yeah. It's not necessarily the action we're doing, the thing we're doing. There's a point in how are we doing it. If we're Mm -hmm. eating with thankfulness to the God who provided that food to us, it's honoring and glorifying to Him. Yeah, for eating, maybe not even thinking about where it came from. You know that it's how we're doing uh, that that action that is glorifying or not glorifying. So this passage talks about how everything can be glorifying to God. Mm -hmm. You think about those ordinary things that. Give them glory. You, you brought out Adam and Eve working. Yeah. Remember when they were making the temple? And during the time when they were making the temple, they were calling all the skilled people. The craftsmen, the,
0: the co- artisans. That's right.
1: Right. And they said, bring them yeah. to do what? To build the temple. That's right. They weren't the priests. They weren't the ones who were going to go into the holy of holies and be with God. But what they were doing was such an important work for the benefit of others, and ultimately it was going to be the place where p- other people could come and give glory to God. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, it was even, you know, it, it benefited multiple ways, but in an ordinary job of.
0: Okay, but let me put, let me push back then. Someone mm-hmm. would say, okay, my ordinary job, as long as it's connected to something spiritual like building the temple.
1: So what I would say then is if you look back here and you say, in whatever you do, you can glorify mm-hmm. God. Glorifying God is not just what we think of as spiritual. For example, when we come to church, mm-hmm. that's not the only place that we're giving glory to God. Right. If that was the case, then we'd all quit our jobs and, and become a cult and just worship God all week long.
0: Right? And that would last a week.
1: Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> we'd run out of money. There's, you know. <laughs> but think yeah. of Luther's quote. He says, he says, God doesn't need our good works, but our neighbor does. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that ordinary work, so say you have an ordinary job and you're benefiting another person, you're a delivery driver, and you're delivering that something mm-hmm. to another Ordinary job—it's a benefit to another person. It's not necessarily a spiritual task you're doing, sure. But in a sense, you're doing something unto another. Love God, love people. You're living out uh, that. Um, uh, you're you're not living out your faith in a sense, but you're you're living in God's world how He created it, right? With what He's <clears throat> given you to do, mm-hmm. with your talents and abilities. Which are actually better than trying to fit yourself into something you don't fit into. Right. Right. And so you need we need people to be great accountants. We need people to be great lawyers. We need people to be great chefs. Right. Because it's the benefit of others. It blesses another person. If I bless you, I glorify God.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's why I wanted to go back <clears throat> to even just the way we were created. Because there's a a way that we're created and the way creation is to function. There's a way of tending to the earth and tending to society and tending to human interaction as well as interaction with the creatures that God has created. So those things are all part of God's glorious creation. They're all part of his beauty and his wisdom. And we are all uh, given an opportunity to serve in in that capacity in, in some way serving God and neighbor by virtue of whatever it is that is mm-hmm. this this task that has to do with s- sustaining and and caring for life on this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and today that takes the shape like you said, it could be uh, delivery drivers, grocery workers, uh, those who uh, are part of the sanitation, taking care of the garbage, dumps, recycling. Um, uh, musicians, right. Because we, we benefit from, mm-hmm. um, even, uh, oh, I have to hesitate when I say this, even certain forms of entertainment, I could say <laughs> certain forms of entertainment. We, we benefit from them in terms of rest and, and enjoyment. I mean, art may not have the same practical benefit as a, a delivery driver, but don't we gain from mm-hmm. art, um, so this is God has created us not not as in uh, just to be singers that sing to His glory, but to be doers that bring glory through what we're doing as well.
1: Yeah I think what, what happens is we separate the spiritual from or the sacred uh, from the spiritual or secular secular yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. you know what I mean? I, we got you. <laughs> um, and, and we make it as if certain things are spiritual in nature. And this is this is glorifying to God where the normal things aren't. And we forget, as you're saying, we're created in God's world, how he designed it. It's all about God. Mm-hmm. And the way he created the world, there are certain tasks we do in order to function. Yeah. I, I, you know, and so I, I don't think we, we want to separate and just become thinking or, or think like when we go to church we're we're serving the Lord. We're being spiritual. When we do these certain activities, when we forget, no, what you do in secret Mm -hmm. is also honoring, glorifying to God. Think of another passage.
0: Well, I I was just going to ask you a quick question. Um, Before Jesus' public ministry, what did he do? He he was a Mm -hmm. carpenter. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that mean that for 30 years of his life, the perfect man was not glorifying the father yeah certainly not he was glorifying the father more than we will ever glorify Mm. the father through whatever those interactions were whatever that work was that he was doing Um, and then certainly he was called uh, it was time for his public ministry and and he completed that but but the righteousness of his daily vocation is a part of his righteousness that we Mm. needed imputed to us so it seems to me that 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 should help us to see that there is nothing um, that's lesser uh, when it comes to those types of uh, jobs and calling and, and work.
1: Yeah. It leads into the passage I was going to reference Colossians three twenty three. Hmm. whatever you do work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Mm-hmm. Talking about how in, in in whatever we're doing, we're to work unto the Lord. We're we're serving men, mm-hmm. but we're now we're ultimately working for for Him. We're ultimately working for the Lord. We're doing it unto Him, uh, in in whatever we're finding ourselves uh, doing. Um, one thing I, I was thinking about also in this is when you think about how how we started at looking kind of at the Roman Catholic and the, the monastery and, and, and Mm -hmm. the priesthood and, and how that was seen as this high calling, this noble calling today, I think in a way we've, we've done that with missionaries, Mm -hmm. right? We look at the missionary call as, wow, look at that person. They sacrificed their family. Like this question is asking, what about that one who is chosen to sacrifice, to live in discomfort, right? bringing people to Christ, isn't that the one thing that really is honoring and glorifying to God? And so he asks this question in a way of comparison. Mm-hmm. Is one more glorifying than the other? So how, how would you answer? Is a call to be a pastor and, and, and you're a pastor yeah, full sure. time. Are you glorifying God more than somebody he, in your congregation who's working?
0: And, and here here's my answer. I might be but I also might not be. Yes. That's, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's <gonna get> <laughs> I, I think that's an important uh, part yep. of this, that the the issue is not uh, necessarily what I am doing, but why mm-hmm. and, and the how I think you already were addressing some of the how yep. um, I may be in this role because I like the power. Mm-hmm. I like the role of leadership. Um, you know, I like being seen and heard and that, that, that's not very glorifying to God. (laughs) That's not an honoring way of living life. On the other hand, there could be someone who is the, the, the position they found was a position that, um, really almost anyone could do. They, they were sweeping floors, let's say, but because they love Jesus, they sweep better than anybody else around them, mm-hmm. or they put more effort and heart into it. Maybe they, they maybe they can't sweep better than everyone, but they want to mm-hmm. and they try to. Uh, I think that person would be more glorifying and honoring to what God has called them than I would be in the former, you know, description.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I really think that now. Now, on the other hand, can here's a question that I m- maybe would be interesting. And again, I, I don't have a very clear answer necessarily, but a comparison that maybe I ought to make is with my own life. Would I be more honoring to the Lord in this role or in another as who I am with the gifts that I have and uh, the the place that I'm living in? Like, Can I make decisions of which route I'm going to go in life that are more honoring or less honoring to mm. the Lord with my comparing to myself and my own abilities and gifting and stuff. I think maybe there's somewhere you can do that and ask that question, but I certainly wouldn't ask it to compare another believer to me. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Am I articulating yeah. that? Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think so. And, and, thinking through, and that gets to the question of, of what one might want to do maybe one is conflicted should i choose this type of job right or should i choose that and the motive is coming out the motive but also the conclusion i think is coming out because it's saying the motive do i want to be comfortable or not comfortable mm, right but we just got away from the <laughs> glory of god as if discomfort glorifies god and comfort does it but if god is the one who makes rich and blesses which it's according to Proverbs Mm -hmm. and you enjoy that, you actually are glorifying God by what he's given you. Amen. So I think there's a false conclusion that the status at the same time, I'm sure there are missionaries who are not in discomfort. Oh yeah. Right. And they're, they're praising God and they are loving the mission field and things are good. I mean, anywhere you're at, things are challenging, right? But it's not. Look,
0: there are a whole lot of pastors, even I think godly pastors that are living in a level of comfort. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying affluence. I mean, they're probably pastors like that too, I'm <laughs> sure. But, but comfort, I, I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll be open yeah. and honest. I don't live in very uncomfortable life. Yeah. Are there sacrifices? Sure. Just like any other godly brother yeah. or sister is going to make in whatever decision-making that we're all called to make. Mm-hmm. Um, can I be more uncomfortable? Are there times that I choose comfort over? Uh, honoring the Lord. I, I'm certain I probably have, and I need to repent of those things, yeah. but that doesn't mean that every, well, I guess th- here's a question. Does, is discomfort the measure?
1: That's what I'm trying to get at where I think that's where it goes off because glorifying God, it started off of glorifying God, but then it turned into the comfort being the measure, whether mm. one is or not, or doing it more or less. Yeah. And I and I think that's a that's a false conclusion because you can be in discomfort and be really angry about it,
0: right? I, I was going to say vocation and contentment have a, a connection, don't they?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we we can be in discomfort and the or yeah in great discomfort and complain, bicker, um, resent, yeah. Somehow that doesn't seem like it's glorifying to God,
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah. Here here's another layer I want to bring into it. We often think of uh of ourselves at the center of all of this we are the ones who are doing this. We are the ones who are doing that. We're choosing this. We're choosing that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of pointed back at us, but then we're trying to point at God. Right. Right. I'm the missionary. Look, I gave up everything because I want to glorify God, but look at me. I'm, I'm the missionary. Right. Right. Or I'm the pastor of right. the church. Look, I, I went to seminary, gave up everything. I yep. became a pastor. I could have been a lawyer
0: for crying out loud. I mean, sorry. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Right, 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 right. right. Right.
1: So when I think of Scripture and how it talks about, there's an interesting passage, uh, not interesting. That word is overused, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's an interesting word. Mm -hmm,
1: It is. Okay, (laughs) Uh, Ephesians chapter, uh, uh, where am I going? Ephesians chapter 1. Okay. No, Ephesians chapter 2, sorry. Ephesians 2.10. Okay. So Ephesians 2 talks about how you're dead in trespasses and sins, and then... Talks about how God has opened up our hearts and saved us, mm-hmm. uh, the great before and after salvation. But mm-hmm. for but God, God worked in our lives. But at the end of it, uh, Paul says, "For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which mm-hmm. God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them." Mm-hmm. If God is the great designer of all of it and we were created recreated in christ jesus yeah we were created for good works Mm -hmm. which he pre-planned beforehand there's a sense where if 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 we believe in god's sovereignty and his providential hand in our lives and him working in them there's a sense where he is the ultimate one, or he's the one who ultimately be, should be pointed at. Mm-hmm. So if you are a, a great pastor and you're doing the work for the Lord and he created you for that, it should be pointing back to him. Look what God did. Mm-hmm. God could use somebody like me to speak words of life into somebody else. Yep. If you're an amazing lawyer and, and you help many, it's not, look how great this person is, it's, it's look what God has done, the talents, the gifts yeah. in that person.
0: I think about the story of Joseph, right? Hmm. And and Pharaoh you know, calls him to, well, because he's been told by, I think, his cupbearer, right? Now, the baker died and the cupbearer lived, I think, if I remember correctly. So, we'll check in <laughs> correctly later yeah, if it's wrong. Great, someone's <laughs> going to call in. But but it, when the cupbearer finally remembers, oh, Pharaoh had this dream, I, I know someone who can interpret the dream. And, and Pharaoh calls Joseph in and, and Joseph I think in the previous time too, and this this time with, with Pharaoh, he says, it's God who gives the dreams, the, the yeah. interpretation. It's not me. Then he goes right into interpreting the dream, which mm-hmm. is fascinating to me. He's He's been given this gift, whatever it is, to be able to interpret these dreams. But the gift is from God. <laughs> and he points, like you're saying, back to God, which reminds me of 1 Corinthians 12 and, and other passages where it talks about the spiritual gift. And it talks about the fact that the spirit's the one who's given these manifestations, or appointed them. In another passage, it, it talks about what we're appointed for by God, even our calling, our vocation, our gifting within the church body or elsewhere. This is where God has put us, and what He's looking for, it seems mm-hmm. to me, is faithfulness, obedience. You know, He's He's looking for us simply to. Uh, do what that role requires. And, and as we do that without complaining and bickering, and um, I do think he, he often expands what he gives to us
1: too. Well, if it's a faithful in a little, you'd be faithful in much. Yep. And we've seen that in not, you know, position, you've seen that in uh, wealth, you see it in, sure. in different areas. I mean, in, in the different parables, we see that.
0: So it seems to me like as part of this question, you know, what we might say to um, our dear uh, friend who asked the question, uh, the question might be misplaced. Maybe the answer is glorify God where you are, walk with him where you are, honor him where you are, uh, and trust that he will make it clear to you the next step and the next step and the next step. Um, don't worry about comparing and contrast live Christianly every step of the way. Sometimes that calls for discomfort. Sometimes that calls for great sacrifice. Sometimes it doesn't look the wealthy were the ones that allowed the church to have a place to mm-hmm. worship in the early church yes. without them. Uh, now were they sacrificing? Sure. By opening their homes, certainly mm-hmm. were they still called to the same kind of Christian commitment? Absolutely but somehow it wasn't wrong of them to have wealth or to even be doing whatever vocation they were in to to have the wealth, to gain the wealth.
1: Yeah, if you think about it, if we didn't have the people giving, you couldn't be freed up to do the ministry. That's right. Right. Well, good conversation on this at at the end. I'll I'll summarize it like this. At the end, the question is... um, is God glorified the same in both men as long as they are are, are Christians? Well, maybe, maybe not. But is God can God be glorified in both men? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so here's my sports illustration on Ephesians 2.10. Okay. God is the quarterback and he throws the passes just to be ready to catch him.
0: What if he hands it off?
1: they run fast. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. There, there's there that's a that's a good illustration uh, and there's there's more probably to discuss on this topic, but yeah. good good conversation.
1: Yeah, a lot, a lot more historical and how they thought through this in the different spheres of life, of different callings, whether in 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 marriage and in, in family, in society, in government and you know, all these different areas have, have they've thought about it over the years um, to think about but ho- hopefully we answered this question and um, you know if, if anybody else has other questions feel free to email them up, email them to us we'd love to hear them um, whatever they are any comments uh, please send them our way and we'll hope to answer more questions uh, on future episodes and uh, we will see you next time
0: if you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.